this morning on the third hour of today, fair fight, growing pressure over so-called junk fees as one airline makes a change that'll save us all a lot of money. What we need to know before we fly. Plus, it's She Made It, a self-made designer who created her own head-turning fashion brand. I always looked at clothing as a way to like define myself and who I wanted to represent myself as. How she grabbed the attention of some Hollywood A-listers. Then we're gonna go from West Philadelphia to the streets of Bel Air when Jabari Banks fills us in on season two of the hit Peacock series. And pink is the color of the morning. The Grammy-winning music superstar live in Studio 1A today, Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Al, along with Chanel and Dylan. We got our buddy Jacob Good here. Morning. Hello, my cousin. Hey, That's hi. right. Oh, Craig's away. That's it. So, yes, yes. so we're all back after a long holiday weekend. Uh, yeah. Jacob, anything fun? It was my daughter's third birthday. Happy birthday, oh. Lucia! And oh, we yeah, took her skiing birthday. for the first time, guys. And it was it didn't go as planned. <laughs> oh. So there's Noah. Noah's a great skier. Right. He's doing great. Lucia, not so much. She there's Nicole too. We all went as a family. Lucia did not want to go down the slope. So <sighs> at a certain point, Look she asked me to hand. pick her up. Oh. oh. The fact that you can Go down. Three-year-old and ski, and ski is, is, pretty is impressive. very impressive. I don't know. That's is a deep fake. Super oh, dead. <laughs> Super dead. That is impressive. What about you guys, Chanel? Um, so in my house, we had some friends over, uh-huh. and my ki- certain kids can. Or people say, let's say you have Dasani versus Aquafina, whatever. Can you mm-hmm. tell a certain bottle of water? Okay. Uh-huh. And people always say they can, and I doubt them. I so I went and bought water. No, you water, didn't. And we set out and we did an experiment, a taste test. Yeah, we and did like six or seven kids, and the result. And my little guy got three of the four. Wow, that's think, impressive. Yeah. You think you can't so water tastes different. That it's, is quite a palate. Well, do yeah. you remember when you did that story? Yeah, the water, water sommelier. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. the first time, Jacob, when you did that story. That's so funny you remember that. But that was sparkling water. And yeah. the person was like trained. No, he knew. Yeah. It was interesting. Look at that. Look hey. Wow. Well, look at you. You swirled around. <laughs> you have to. Uh, uh, you just brushed his teeth. Now, when you do that to clear your palate, do you drink wine? Yeah, yes, yes. And coffee, espresso. That's awesome. What about you? Mr. Roker? Almost nothing. Yeah. Because, Which is what because, you love to do. Because it's what I love to do. Yes. Uh, my happy place is sitting in front of the fireplace on a uh-huh. weekend, a cup of cold brew, and just chilling out. And I saw you said it was 23 so outside or yeah, something 28 like that. Yeah, 28 degrees. And it was just lovely. So Quiet. Nice, yeah. Nice Serene. It's like the Yuletide log. Okay. Yeah. And, and Ms. Dreyer? Ms. Dreyer? Uh, we had in my, uh, Brian's parents in town. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so fun when they don't see the kids for like three or four weeks. Everything oh. changes. So Aww. there's my mother-in-law, Denise, with, with Ollie there. And now Rusty's walking all over the place. But he just had a soft spot for my so father, Aww. Russ. Aww. His namesake. Yeah. Um, they kind of look alike. Russ on Russ. Big, oh, maybe yeah, he felt that energy that this is his namesake. Yeah, yeah he so just walked right that. over and just like snuggled up That's in his really arms. Sweet. It was, like, sweet. It's always great when you have somebody to hold everybody else. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got wonderful. a nice little break. Twins. <laughs> good. Twins. Well, <laughs> if you caught a flight over the holiday weekend, you probably noticed all those so-called junk fees driving up the cost of your ticket. It is frustrating for everybody who flies, especially if you're traveling with kids. But we're bringing this up because we have some good news today. NBC's Tom Casello is following the story for us. So, Tom, what are the airlines doing now to help with those what we call junk fees, especially Especially when it comes to finding seats together if you're traveling with a family. 
Yeah, and they take offense to the term junk fees. That's the yeah, White House term for it. But listen, United Airlines rolling out a new program. United Airlines is now going to allow you, with, a, with its app, which immediately identifies everyone in your party, it will immediately say, if you've got somebody who's under the age of 12, it will ensure that that kid is seat, seated next to one of the adults in your party. So you don't necessarily have to call the airline and say, help, I want to make sure that the kids are with the adults. The app or United's booking system will automatically do that for you, even if it means putting you or putting the child into one of the preferred seats, for example, an aisle or a window. Now, that's great for United, but what if you're not traveling on United? What if you're with one of the other airlines? The recommendation is try to find seats. If you're trying to get the cheapest seats, go to the back of the plane where you are more likely to be all seated together. You'll find seats together. And then if that doesn't work, call up the airline, explain the situation. I've got a child. I want to make sure he or she is with one of us who's, who's traveling in the party. And lastly, at the gate itself, when you're boarding, explain to the gate agent, and they will usually try to help you ensure that the child is not seated with a complete stranger, moving people around, sometimes giving somebody else an incentive to change seats. Most airlines are doing all they can to make sure that families are seated together. But United now, the first one to proactively do this with their booking system, their seating system that automatically tries to ensure a child is with somebody who's an adult in the party, guys. That's going to buy my 13-year-old that loves to be by his Oh, absolutely. And I look back and he's got soda and everything else. Just over old enough, right? (laughs) So, well, Tom, sitting with your children is one thing, but many are facing the frustration about those baggage fees. What about that area? Yeah. I don't think those are going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, you know, not all airlines charge baggage fees, of course. Southwest doesn't. But there are ways to avoid it. You know, for example, if you have one of those credit cards with one of the major airlines, if you use that credit card when you make your flight reservation, usually you're going to get one bag, sometimes two bags checked for free. Of course, if you have status with an airline, you're going to get those bags for free as well. And then you may want to just try to see whether there are any special opportunities or deals with that airline at any particular moment. When you also show up to check in, if you decide you're gonna try to check a bag, or or rather carry a bag on, then you can check it at the gate often. Uh, But as I said earlier on the Today Show, you gotta make sure that that bag's not too big because then it won't go through the TSA x-ray machine, right? So if it's not too big, try to carry it on, then gate check and then pick it up on the other side. But listen, the bottom line is airlines make a lot of money, a lot of money off of those baggage fees and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Looks busy there behind you, that's yeah. for sure. All right, Tom, thank you. Have a good hopefully, one, Tom. Hopefully maybe other airlines will follow. Follow so. suit. Right. Because yeah. they normally do that. It slows everything down. Everybody's bringing a carry-on because nobody wants to pay for check exactly. luggage. Yeah. And it's all filled up exactly. in the overhead. And people check their kids in the overhead. And <laughs> <laughs> that, and you can sit right there. Exactly. exactly. Which is great, yeah. yeah. I'm um, joking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we want to turn now to a mystery in Brooklyn. This is bizarre. A nearly five-foot-long alligator found in one of New York City's most popular parks. And the question now is, well, how did it get there? NBC's Stephanie Gosk is live in Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Stephanie, what's going on? Good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. You know, I think as New Yorkers, we kind of walk around this city half expecting something crazy to happen. But can you imagine the look on the person's face here in Prospect Park when they realized there was an alligator in the lake? You know, we spoke to the park ranger who's been on the job for about 13 years. She told us this is one of the wildest things she's ever seen. Legend has it alligators roam the sewers of New York City. 
Turns out they're swimming in Brooklyn's Prospect Park, or at least one was on Sunday, shocking a New Yorker who quickly called the park ranger. Park enforcement sergeant responded quickly to the scene, and she was actually the one who snared it in the water. She thought it wasn't alive, and it quickly opened its eyes. Was she alarmed at all during this process? Yeah, it was a big, it's, it was four feet, 11 inches long, a big animal. Didn't quite know what it was going to do, how it would react. The alligator was not in good condition, emaciated and moving slowly, likely because of the cold temperatures. Will this poor little guy survive? I hope so. I mean, it's in the good hands of the Wildlife Conservation Society. Park officials don't know how the alligator got there. They are asking the public for information. It's illegal to own an alligator in New York State, one of 20 states that has a comprehensive ban on dangerous animals as pets. But enforcing the laws can be difficult. In Arizona last month, police found a tiger cub inside a Phoenix home after getting a tip that someone wanted to sell it. They also found a baby alligator in a fish tank. The neighbors were understandably relieved. They shouldn't have animals like that. In Florida, Burmese pythons are a big, sometimes very big, problem. Released into the wild by owners who shouldn't have them, they're an invasive species, and they are thriving. This one found last summer weighed 215 pounds and was 18 feet long. What else can happen with exotic pets being released in the wild? What's your, what's your message to people? Uh, yeah, don't do it. Despite the legends, alligators definitely don't belong in New York City. You know, they wrangled that alligator just feet from where I'm standing right here. I've been a little nervous all morning, although I'm told for Floridians, that's just kind of like a Tuesday for them. Um, But still, you know, it was pretty impressive. They said the alligator was moving slowly and the snare was pretty easy to catch the alligator with. But now it's in good hands and they hope it's going to make a full recovery with the Bronx Zoo, guys. Oh, be careful out there. That yeah. might be jumpy, too. You never know if there's alligator friends. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, thank I you. Mean, at any moment. <laughs> any moment. Come back right inside, here, please. Right Come in back New York, inside. New York City. Okay, good luck, Steph. Thank you, There Stephanie. you go. All right. We'll uh, head in start today. It's food, fact, or fiction. Okay. Are fresh veggies better for you than frozen? Ooh. Is any fat really healthy? We're going to bust some nutrition myths. And then in She Made It, the woman who started her own luxury brand from scratch. And her eye-popping style is getting serious celebrity attention. Third hour of today will be right back. Like our music there uh, this morning and start today. We are in the kitchen helping you sort throughout all the noise when it comes to nutrition facts or fact versus fiction. So we have Vanessa Rosetto here. She's a registered dietitian and CEO of Kalina Health. Good morning to you, Vanessa. Hi, good to see you. So these are good. Let's kind of sort through the first one. We're talking about fresh, fresh versus frozen or even canned when yep. it comes to vegetables. A lot of people believe that it's just not as healthy as fresh. So that's not actually true. Really? So fresh is great, obviously, right. if we can get it. But it's a lot of waste. It goes bad really fast and can be really expensive. Cost prohibitive. So you can get frozen vegetables at the dollar store. My mom um, advised me it was a dollar twenty-five now, not a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but they are actually allowed to ripen to the peak and then flash frozen. So minimal processing. Right. Same thing with a can. If it's in water, it's totally okay. I think it just feels nothing against canned stuff, trust me, but it just feels like it wouldn't be as healthy. Yeah, it's just the narrative that's out there and it's not mm. true. So you can get frozen, you can get canned in water. Water, and those okay. are less waste. Okay. Also, you know what's a good trick is that you cut in the middle, 
lay it flat in your freezer so it's nice and flat oh. so you can have it's a space saver oh, okay. and uh, you don't have a lot of waste my only thought is for sodium with the is that an no, issue with no sodium so, no sodium in there oh, oh you're right yeah no it says no sodium yeah. no. Girl, stop looking hard. for trouble Girl. what are you no, trying no, to make a problem here? come on no yeah no we can things yeah. well no right. i had a, a whole meal made out of canned food yesterday and i'm like i felt so guilty but it's like no no all right we're right. good right. Um, okay so it makes sense if you're watching your weight to count calories are all calories created equal no they are not all created okay. equal. So that calories in, calories out mm-hmm. really comes from the 1800s when we Ooh. developed a calorimeter and we were doing studies on small animals and small dogs. And unfortunately, we haven't really evolved that Interesting. narrative. Okay. And so when you think that all, when you say calories in, calories out, it's right. going to say that a hundred calorie cookie pack is the same as a hundred calories of Greek yogurt. Entirely That's different. Not really. No, because this has protein. This might have fat, so it's mm-hmm. going to help stabilize your blood sugar. Where okay. 100 calories of cookies is just going to spike your blood sugar, crash and it down, it's gone. and you're so your body processes it differently. You're going to be hungrier faster. Okay. Now, if you dip the cookie in the yogurt, yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Best of both worlds. I've experience with eating 100 cookies. Fruit. Too much sugar. Not enough sugar. Exactly the right amount. What's the truth? So the truth is. Fruit is a carbohydrate, yes. and we should portion our carbohydrates. I'll portion one right now. Portion one right now. <laughs> and so strawberries are uh-huh. great. Those are lower in sugar than, let's say, pineapple, but the serving size of a pineapple is half a cup. Right. It has fiber. It has a lot of antioxidants. And if we want to stabilize our blood sugar, we would add nuts or cheese. So it's a good combo, fruit and nuts. It's like my favorite snack. Okay, that's a deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks. So here's a question. Everybody thinks carbs are bad. True or false? False. Yeah. We need carbs. Carbs uh-huh. are our main energy source. Mm-hmm. We need them for our brains. They help us feel full. Mm-hmm. And so what is the serving size of a carbohydrate? Right. It's one slice of bread. It's okay. half of a sweet potato. It's a half a cup of rice. And of course, if you feel hungrier, if you're very active, it's perfectly okay to add. But if we think about it that way and we make sure that we have non-starchy vegetables, mm-hmm. like our friends that we saw back there, right. maybe a cup of broccoli, <laughs> that's going to help us feel more full. And so we're not going to put two cups of rice on our plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, here's something. People talk about, uh, they say plant protein isn't a complete protein. True or false? So that's false. Okay. Okay. So nuts, pistachios right here mm-hmm. actually are a complete protein. It's six grams of protein per serving and three grams of fiber. So it's excellent. Put it on a salad. Also, we have these, you know, plant-based meat products, right? Mm-hmm. They are complete proteins, but they're not all going to be complete. It really depends on what the makeup is. So, so, so it's a good but, source. And, but you still have to limit how much you, how many of these you eat. A quarter cup. Okay. I can make you a very amazing salad with pistachios and oh. other things. You'll feel very full. Excellent. <laughs> be careful what you offer because we're going to ask you yeah. to do it. Right. I can do it. I can do it. Can do and it. joke's on me. I took a bite of apple, but it's covered in lemon juice, so it doesn't... Oh. So it doesn't... Mm. So it doesn't I can't just brown. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Coming up, it is a She Made It, the woman behind the fashion brand with a celebrity following. You're going to hear how her journey began when she was just a little girl. And then later we're catching up with Jabari Banks, talking season two of his hit Peacock series Bel Air. Oh, there he is. Good morning to you. The third hour of today will be back in just 60 seconds. Give me some more of this. We are back now with another edition of She Made It, highlighting a woman who built her own fashion brand from scratch. Today, lifestyle and commerce contributor Jill Martin-Brooks is here with her story. We're excited for this. I know. Good morning, everybody. And we have a very famous fan of this brand coming (laughs) up. So I had the chance to meet Autumn Adegbo, the founder, CEO, and creative director of her own brand. She has a celebrity following and describes her designs as colorful, fashion forward for all women who like to stand out in a crowd. 
Listen, when I decide I'm going to do something, <laughs> everybody better get out of my way. <laughs> Autumn Adegbo's luxury brand, from dresses to jumpsuits, headbands to scrunchies, boasts eye-catching patterns, prints, and details. This is another one of our favorites. This really beautiful mixed fabric bustier dress. This is our winning dress, which has been one of our hero styles. The clothing and accessory line was initially inspired by her Nigerian-American roots and her mother. She's a fashionista, even though she's a physician, she's dressed to the nine every day. She used to sew my clothing when I was in elementary school. So I was always the little girl in the custom colorful little dress that my mom sewed for me. So take me back to have an affinity towards fashion, but how did it sort of develop? Through the process of growing up, I always looked at clothing as a way to like define myself and who I wanted to represent myself as. Autumn went on to attend Spelman College and HBCU. Soon after, there was a shift in her mindset to bring women a joy similar to what she felt when it came to personal style. It was at Spelman while I was studying economics that I kind of realized that I wanted to become a fashion designer. Autumn graduated, went to the Parsons School of Design, then paid her dues at a few top New York fashion houses as an intern and also in retail and sales. Because it taught me how to sell. It taught me how to relate with customers. It taught me how to understand what women were looking for. They let me do visual design. They let me sit in on buyer meetings. And I got this like 360 understanding of how that aspect of a fashion company works. Later, Autumn juggled a hostessing job at a chic New York City restaurant while being a fashion assistant at a magazine and sewing together her garments on the side. I networked and I wore my dresses and anyone who would listen, I would tell them about these dresses. Small wins to grow brand awareness began to add up. She hosted her own trunk shows, developed a proper business plan, and then Autumn raised $1 million from investors for her company in 2020. A lot of the investment funds were looking at their portfolio of companies wanting to diversify their founders. So I was able to have a lot of meetings that I was not able to have before June 2020. And that's how I was able to raise a million dollars my company. Not because I'm a black woman, because luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I had been preparing for almost 20 years. And then finally, the opportunity arose. And just last summer, she landed celebrity investors Mila Kunis, Cameron Diaz, and Gabrielle Union. How did that come about? Gabrielle was an organic fan of the collection. She followed me on Instagram and I was like, whoa. And Gwyneth Paltrow followed me and Carrie Washington, Zoe Deschanel. All of a sudden I'm getting these follows and I'm just like, I met a girl at the bar two weeks ago who wouldn't follow me back. But now like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's going on? And the list of high profile fans of Autumn's designs is booming. Her Instagram posts show and tell all. What is it like seeing your clothing on names that, you know, everybody just shows? And is it just a, a pinch me moment? Yeah, it really is. I've dedicated my whole life to this. What would be your advice for somebody who is like you back in the early 2000s, who has an idea and just doesn't know how to execute? Get educated on it. There's just a beauty that comes with the confidence of knowing what you're doing. Get to know the people around you and figure out how you can help them while they're also helping you. Be patient. 
things take time. It's better to have a really strong foundation than to go really fast and have it be washed away because the foundation isn't strong. Have faith, connect to your higher power, treat people well, work really hard. Those things of good karma just have a way of coming back to you. She's just awesome and loved yeah. her advice. Now, I want to say the price points are elevated. They're a bit high, but the fabrications own up to it. She mm -hmm. says her collections are all about culture, color, and conscience. And we have a few items here. You can find Beautiful. her designs on her website, also at Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus. I so love you it. You can find it in different places. And I know your wifey is yeah, a big... Deborah is a big fan. She was on the Autumn Digbo train Look at uh, gorgeous. Uh, awesome. pretty early on before a lot of people. So. I love that. That's a beautiful It's place. elevated. It when beautiful. you put it on, you just feel good. Good. Yeah, you know and I mean? such a beautiful story. Yep. And Deborah looks great. And I she, mean, is such a fashion. She gave such good advice, too. Practical yep. advice for people who are trying to... And she works for it. Preparation, prepared for... Preparation and opportunity brings yep. luck. I totally mm -hmm. agree with I that. that. The yeah. intersection. Good stuff. Thank anyway, you. Good to see you, Jill. Guys, coming up next, Bel Air star Jabari Banks is in the house. We'll find out yes. about season two. All the guest stars dropping by. And we're catching up with fitness expert Robin Arzone. She's sharing a great message of positivity for young athletes. Love it. Stick around. We'll be right back on the third hour of today. So a little more than a year ago, our next guest made one of his first live TV appearances here on the third hour of today. I just remember, well, we were like, oh my I God, this we kid so is a star. <laughs> <laughs> it was just everything with his energy. Jabari Banks was just kicking off his career at the time as the star of Peacock's hit drama, Bel Air. It puts a groundbreaking spin on the classic, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now Jabari is back for round two yes. of this season. He's going to try to smooth things over with Lisa. Watch okay. this. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, you think we could find a second to talk about our situation? I just don't like how we've been avoiding the whole issue between us. Well, I've been trying to give you your space since you're going through a lot. But, um, yeah, an actual conversation would be cool. Jabari is back. Welcome back. Good to see you. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. Are you kidding? This Thank is you. great. First of all, this show was a staple in my house. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Happy to hear that. Thank you. Happy Don't to watch too much here. television. It's not good for your health. <laughs> That's what I can't see now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. uh, season one was a huge oh hit. Oh, my gosh. Tell us where season two picks up. Right. So season two picks up. Will is outside of the gates of Bel Air, and he's living with Jazz in South L.A., Right. And he's navigating, trying to find his freedom and trying to reconnect with his family. And so it's a whole journey for season two. Mm. I'm super excited for people to check it out. Cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got all these great stars in it. I mean, you've got Saweetie in there. Uh, you got Tatiana Ali reprising her original role. Yeah. Uh, so, so what was it like having Tatiana back on the show? Oh, That's it was cool. so meta. It was so meta. Yeah. It was almost surreal. Like she yeah. was crying the whole time. Wow. Really? Because, you know, she grew up on the Fresh Prince yeah. of Bel Air. Yeah. And so to see Akira Akbar like take on this role of Ashley, right? It was like, a mirror of sorts and so it was mm -hmm. super surreal for her but she was such a joy such a sweetheart and I can't wait for people to see I her. love it I could yeah. write a paper about how amazing the season two is and what you guys have been able to do with the original concept of the show yeah. um, you know uh, speaking of the original class Will Smith is an executive producer mm -hmm. um, of Bel Air one of the executive producers and I read that he gave you some good advice as you started season two what oh yeah say? 
For sure. Well, well, in, in, in between season one and season two, I kind of had a, a, a midlife crisis, a mid-season crisis. Okay. Mm-hmm. In between season crisis, and so I was reading the book of The Alchemist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot of great talks um, just about life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I was allowed to apply that to the role for season two. Is it tough to approach season two when season one was, listen, drop the mic. Like, everybody's ready now. Yeah. Right. Or before, we didn't know what to expect. Now right. we come, like... Exactly. Well, you know... It, it's, it's something about expectations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I kind of have to throw that out the window okay. and approach season two, how we approach season one from such a pure, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how we attacked that's it. Good. Yeah. Um, are your parents watching right now? They are. Yeah. They are. <laughs> I know. I, Hello. Your, your parents are, are huge in this whole yeah. experience you've been going through. It was your mm-hmm. dad, we talked about when you were here the first time, that actually told you there was a casting for this. Right. What do they think now going into season two and all your success? I mean, they're just over the moon. They're yeah. over the moon. And I'm so happy that that um I could give them this opportunity to kind of experience all of their hard work mm-hmm. you know what I mean that they put into me so uh, it's a blessing yeah. it is a blessing yeah. Jabari I wanted to ask you because last time you were here I saw that you said you know everybody asked where do you want to be in 10 years and you said oh, you wanted yeah. to have your own clothing line yeah. uh, you want to work on some music you wanted to open an amusement park yeah. <laughs> right. how yeah. you doing on, on all that um, um, I'm a little bit closer to the, the first two okay. <laughs> part, right but I'm still working on that me and Al we're going to have a meeting after this all I right. love it there you go. I love it the roller coaster is going to be slam. <laughs> we work on the Universal Studio a lot, so I've been studying up and kind of just going. I love it. Uh, you call it the Roker Coaster. Ooh. The Roker Coaster. Uh, no, we're not with Jabari here. So, okay, so you talked about there's some folks you would like to play going forward, like in, in feature films. Anybody Ooh. come to mind? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would love to play uh, Sam Cooke. Oh, Ooh, wow. I can see that. He has oh, a great yeah. body of oh, work. Look at this. Look at I can see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the music and the activism. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is it. We, you know, we know people around here. People listen. So maybe they'll, we'll put that in the universe. Yeah. Look at that side by side. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. I how about see it. You see oh. it? It's good yeah. stuff. Okay. <laughs> and bring me to the amusement park, please. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Bari, so great to see you. Congratulations you, on season here. two of Bel Air. Everybody it returns Thursday, February 23rd, exclusively only on Peacock, the streaming service from our parent company, NBC Universal. And by the way, remember, you can also stream all four hours of today live on Peacock through your local NBC station, guys. Congratulations, Jabari. Congratulations. Thank you so, so much. So good. Seriously. So good. All right. Coming up next, two amazing mamas. First fitness superstar, Robin Arzon shares her new project and empowering message to kids. And then Grammy-winning superstar, pop icon Pink, good morning to you, is here. We'll be right back. Woo! We are back now with a fitness superstar who is famous for her motivational messages. She sure is. Robin Arzon is the vice president of fitness programming and head instructor at Peloton. She is also a two-time New York Times bestselling author, and her new children's book is called Strong Baby. So in the book, Robin empowers young kids to see themselves as athletes no matter how young. Robin, good morning. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so the first book, big bestseller, uh, Strong Mama. Now you've got Strong Baby. That's right. Uh, I think there's a reason for this. (laughs) Well, I am am pregnant with my second Strong Baby right now. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Yeah, Strong Baby, my second children's book, is really an homage to the power and strength innate in little ones. Uh, When I was observing my my daughter, Athena, in her first stumbles and crawls, Mm. I was like, wow, children are innate athletes. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to really celebrate that. You know, it's funny when you mentioned that I just you don't really think about that you hear children are born to love or children are born innocent but the athletic part of it you Mm -hmm. don't really hear yeah well I didn't discover movement until I was an adult I started running marathons and ultra marathons and joined Peloton much later but I thought wow what if 
Athena and her friends could fall in love with the strength that lives within them and, mm. and use movement as something, you know, we read about superheroes in books, but mm-hmm. I want kids to discover that they are, in fact, the superheroes. They are the superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've mentioned that your first book uh, was sort of an ode to your daughter, now with a, a second child on the way. How, how would you describe the way you approached writing this second book? It was really a meta message to Athena and her playmates, to all Mm -hmm. little ones, um, that babies are strong and they have innate strength within them and that can be celebrated. Mm -hmm. And the way they play is naturally athletic. So we don't have to call it something special or they don't need to train in a certain way. We just can celebrate the way that they play Mm -hmm. and make that a family affair. Robin, you're such a, you're such a pioneer actually in the Peloton community. What, what type of advice do you have for other parents who are trying to cultivate uh, a great place for their kids to be able to play, but also to be able to stay motivated to get to work out? I think it's in the small moments, right? It doesn't have to be this big orchestrated thing. My cousin, my husband and I have kitchen dance parties on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. We put on music. Any kind of movement, really what kids associate as play, mm-hmm. is is the athleticism right. even, that we're talking about. Even the cover of your book. I mean, just yeah. doing airplanes with yeah. your kid is yeah. exercise for everybody. Crawling, jumping, walking. I mean, these are all ways. Kitchen dance party is a good yeah. one. I love kitchen that. Dance party. That's a great we idea. it up this morning. And, and I noticed on social media, besides sharing the workouts you guys do together, you talk about uh, getting a power posse yes. together. How do you go about finding that power posse? Well, I think in this day and age, we can do it on social media. We can connect mm-hmm. in any ways where we gather and build in community. Mm-hmm. The idea behind a power posse is that it's someone that champions you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've all heard about accountability partners. Mm-hmm. I think it could actually be much simpler. It's just someone, mm-hmm. a neighbor, a friend, a spouse saying, yes, you've got this. Like, let's take it to the next level together. Oh, so good. That is so terrific. Yeah. Robin, it's so good seeing you. Thank Congratulations. You. Congrats again. Yeah. Very, so Chanel much. was very worked up about the fact that there's nothing. I mean, I told her, like, my goal is to be able to sit. And, and she's five months pregnant. I need to hop on a Peloton. Like, stop it. Now. A six pack. Right, right. exactly. And don't forget, you, you can join and get your, you can be, we can be your power posse you on starttoday.com. So make sure that. you check that out. All right. Strong baby. Out today. Today, Thank you so much. Work out pulling it off the shelf at the bookstore. (laughs) Uh, Third hour today. Right back. Let's go. Uh, The City Music Series on today is proudly presented to you by City. We are so excited to have a music superstar right here with us in Studio 1A. For more than two decades, Pink has been high-flying through the music scene, oh. literally, and of course, figuratively. There is no doubt about that. She has 15 top 10 hits, three Grammy Awards, and more than 60, six zero million records sold worldwide. On Friday, she released her ninth studio album, Trust Fall, and is about to embark on a major world tour. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So Friday was kind of a cool day. You it got to a- light up the Empire State Building and think. I did. I mean, cool. hello. I did. It was my first time there, too. I was like, this is a nice Wait, entrance. This is like yeah. a thing. This is nice. Like, can you imagine? Well, wow. of course Look you can this. imagine, because it happened. <laughs> what was it like? like then to look out and see the Empire State Building. I, I mean, mean it's so beautiful. Look at that. Wow. I know it's in so New York City. For you. For you. Yeah. <laughs> for you. So you started in this business as a teenager and yes. then, you know, you have two kids now. We're mm-hmm. nine albums later. I mean, kids, I feel like, change every experience you have in life. So how do you approach music Even going now? to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Never alone anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to talk right now? Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm in the shower. What can you, you need? just give me a second? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it does change everything. But being able to bring my kids around the world mm. and bring them into my world and 
these guys are their family. Oh. They've watched my kids grow up, and it's oh. I'm so lucky. How cool I'm is that? Very lucky. Are you really looking forward to getting out on the road again? I am. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I get to do really cool stuff for an adult. Oh. I can't even. Can't wait to see what you're gonna do. The bar is so high, literally. I the mean, bar is like, so high. Literally. I literally go, what can I do more than once and not die? I mean, seriously, I can't wait. We'll be right back. One more time. <laughs> I know. Well, Jacob, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having me. All week. You're stuck with me. Okay. We also tomorrow on the third hour of today have uh, the stars of HGTV, Nate Fergus and Jeremiah Brent. Coming up on (laughs) Uh Jenna. Chanel's hanging out with Jenna. You guys got more with Grandma. More with Grandma to Pink. Yes, we can't wait. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Duh. Duh. Have a great day. Duh. Duh. Duh.